Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you seductive sorceresses, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm Little Leah, and with me, as always, is the beautiful, fantastic, magical, spellcasting vixen of everything, Carla Wainwright. Whew. Thanks, Leah. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm having a great day, having fun recording shows with you. What about you? Same, same. It's, you know what? How could it be a bad day when we're sitting around talking about awesome things and laughing? It's great. I agree. So today we're going to return back to our witchy ways after going, you know, down the rabbit hole of sex (laughs) to talk about a book of shadows, also known as a BOS. And this is a very special book containing the personal magic of a witch. Not all witches have one, but many do. And those of you listening might be interested. We want to share a primer with you on how to create your own very sacred magical book. So let's get started with some background. Carla, take it away. Okay. So some of you have also heard of perhaps something called a grimoire and what's the difference between a book of shadows and a grimoire. And they're often used interchangeably, but there are some witches that do feel there's a difference. So a book of shadows is a witch's personal book of magic, kind of like a diary. And it's where you keep the records of your magical workings, your rituals, your dreams, and other personal notes. And it's really personal. Um, You wouldn't necessarily share it with anybody because it might contain your personal experiences with your craft. A grimoire is similar, but doesn't have this kind of personal aspect, like the notes inside it and the experiences. And it, it holds information like a book of shadows, but more like a manual. So it might have the instructions, the spells, potions, how to prepare magical tools. And some witches keep both. They kind of have one that that might be a grimoire that they might use more as a manual and for sharing. And then they'll have their own personal book of shadows, which is their own experiences. That's interesting. So I thought my whole entire life I had a book of shadows, but now you've just told me that I have a grimoire. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Well, you know, I'm going to share a little bit more and, and I think that it, they can be used somewhat interchangeably. And like I said, there's just some witches find there's a difference and some may just call one or the other and they're pretty similar. So, you know, you can call whatever you like. (laughs) Um, So a book of shadows is very much a part of the Wiccan tradition. And there's many pagans that believe that book of shadows, it's really important that it's handwritten so that it has your own personal energy on the page. And uh, I really like this. Like, I think that um, our handwriting does, you know, does have energy. Interestingly, I'm not sure if this is the case for you, Leah, but my handwriting just keeps deteriorating every year. Just like with using the computer and typing so much, I just find that uh, (laughs) it's becoming less legible. So my book of shadows, nobody will be able to read it except me. And then, you know, the whole thing of like that they don't even teach cursive in school and there's yeah. TikTok videos about like, look at this funny writing. What? <laughs> <laughs> valid facts, valid facts. But, you know, some some modern day pagans, they do keep their book of shadows um, on computers as digital files. And sometimes they call them discs of shadows ah! <laughs> or disc of shadows. But there's no right or wrong way. Um, but writing is nice. It has that kind of like um, old time, you know, ancestral feel to it, which is kind of nice. 
And along with what we talk about in terms of like intention setting and the power of that, because like none of us, well, I'm not saying none of us, but in our circle, none of us are sitting at the computer and typing out our intentions. No, we've, we've got our pen, we've got our paper. Yeah. And so I I understand. It's really powerful to do that. I think there's something really magical that happens when we write. So um, I'm a big fan of that. The most famous book of shadows was created by Gerald Gardner, who is considered to be one of the great pioneering Wiccan um, practitioners in around the 1940s or 50s. And he said that this practice of which is keeping a book like this was really ancient and practiced throughout history. Um, but, but there are a couple things often happened. He claimed that a book of shadows was often burned after a person died. So it would not be discovered that they'd been a Ooh. witch. And which totally makes sense. And yep. that at the same time, many witches didn't even keep a book of shadows because uh, there'd just be so much fear. Imagine something like that being discovered. Oh my gosh. Yes. Even just a few hundred, uh, like 150 years ago, like how dangerous that would have been. And then they could have used that, you know, in trying and in, in their accusations um, against them. So, um, and then also to remember that many women up until recently were mostly illiterate. You know, right. women who in nobility, noble classes would be able to read and write, but uh, the average woman really wasn't getting any schooling. So she wouldn't have been able to even do that kind of thing. So a lot of stuff was, was I'm sure, just passed on verbally. Right. Uh, so there's some pretty detailed history about all of this, um, about Gardner and the different Wiccan traditions, because different traditions treat a book of shadows in certain ways. And I'm not going to go into all that here, but if you're interested, if you just do a quick search, you can dive deep on understanding the different um, traditions of Wicca and how, how they, um, how they treat a book of shadows. But really, regardless, this is a book that's really important part of Wiccan culture. And, um, and that many traditions keep books that are passed along from coven to coven. And some actually require initiates to make a copy themselves. So they're given the new initiates, given the the kind of main book that that coven keeps, and then they have to copy it. And that's actually sounds really pretty amazing. Like you create your own copy from this thing that is like part of the the group and make it yours. Yeah. And I mean, at the same time, when you're making that copy, well, it depends. I guess they're not going to be like, take this off to your local Xerox. Um, (laughs) Xerox again, the Gen Z's like, what's the Xerox? <laughs> but you, by you taking that time to transcribe, you're also taking in that knowledge into your brain as you're reading mm-hmm. and writing to that page. So it's a really, it's a really smart idea. Um, yeah. So we've got a bunch of how to's to, you know, get kicking on your own um, for the solitary independent, witch, a book of shadows is an important tool to connect more deeply with your magic. And if you're interested, here's some suggestions to get started. So a notebook or even better, a three ring binder with sheet protectors. So you can keep adding and knock a candle wax on your sheets. Oh, he's smart. I like that. Yeah. And you know what? I, uh, I'm a big fan of like writing things on a solitary piece of paper and then like filing it somewhere. And so uh, the nice thing about doing it in a binder, yes, which is pretty modern, is then you can like categorize everything and then file it better. So it's findable. Right. It's not as pretty. I don't know. My, mine is a binder from back in the day. So you can yeah. flip, find, give her. I does not have protective sheets though. And some of that is pretty warped. So I wish, I, I wish we had this conversation 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
regardless though, if, even if you use a binder, I really encourage, you know, so much of like accessing, uh, you know, kind of this witchy creative side is, is using that power to make things look really personalized. So um, get into your creative side and decorate it to make it special in some way and just have fun with that. That's, that's a big part of it, making it yours. So rather than it being kind of like super functional, have it, have it really embody that creative piece because you're putting your magic in, like whenever you're accessing your creative power, you're really adding your own personal magic into what it is that you're making. Absolutely. I've used dried flowers before on like handwritten versions and like, Ooh, got all these dried flowers, paste them in those pages, but you can do anything that you want. Um, so the wheel, the wheel of the year is a great starting point when you're getting going on this book and you can create rituals for each of the Sabbaths and notes about each event you celebrate. That is also a, a very smart um, point to bring about. Yeah. And we've talked about some of those turns of the wheel. So like Samhain and Beltane yep. and, you know, there are these different turns of the wheel. And so if you're starting to just kind of get into this whole idea of these very important points within our, um, within the cycle of each year, this is a great place to start because there's so much that you can add and you can really categorize your, your book uh, in many ways, according to the wheel of the year. Smart. You could, Yeah. You can also include information about gods and goddesses. So legends, myths, images um, of your faves for inspiration. So there's so many amazing um, tales that I know there are particular deities, goddesses in particular that I really resonate with. And they, they really inspire me in my magic and, and what I, um, and maybe even how I might design a ritual because I really resonate with their energy. So having information on them is really important to me. Yeah. And I see that they, and a lot of Wiccan culture talks about invoking certain deities and spirits. So those notes can be, you know, implemented into your book for sure. Um, correspondence tables, phases of the moon, herbs, stones, crystals, colors, all have different meanings and purposes. So keeping a chart of some in your book of shadows guarantees that this information will be at the ready when you really need it. And my book includes that. I not a chart, but I have got like, you know, detailed pages of this means this. Yeah. It's like a yeah, recipe absolutely. book for me in that aspect when I'm just like making something up in my brain. I'm like, oh, what's going to bring me money? And I'll go look at the colors, the herbs, the crystals. And then I kind of take that information to utilize into my own own little setup, so to speak. Absolutely. And so the table can be a short summary and that might be helpful, especially as you are getting to learn things even more. And then like you have Leah having kind of more detailed sections on some of these things. So like you said, herbs and um, herbs are such a big part of, um, of witchcraft of, of a witch's um, toolkit and, you know, knowing the magical uses of plants and the healing properties and the history of use. And like you said, like dried flowers and stuff, it's great to put in your book of shadows, you know, dried actual mm -hmm. pieces of those plants yeah. and have that in there and, you know, herbalism is considered the core of spellcasting because plants are an ingredient that people have used literally for thousands of years. Yeah. So medicine has been taken from the natural world, you know, since the beginning of time. And so herbs are a really important part uh, to detail out in your book of spells, uh, shadows rather, sorry. <laughs> um, also a section on divination, tarot, scrying, astrology. And guess what? We did a whole episode on this number 38 
but there's, there's so many things. If, if it resonates with you, include it in your book. Yep. Uh, recipes too are a great thing to, to include. So this is like the kitchen, witch stuff. Yeah. Maybe recipes for oils, a hundred percent, making your own incense or uh, mm-hmm. different kinds of smudges, herb blends, and then also food, you know, food can, you can definitely get into uh, making some incredible um, different kinds of meals and, and food that really impart your magic as well. And that's fun to keep in this book as well. And, you know, obviously we're going to have some spells in there and some per- people prefer to keep their spells in their grimoire, but you can also keep them in your book of shadows. It's easier to keep spells organized. If you divide them up by the purpose, prosperity, protection, healing, etc. And also it's good to include information on when the working was performed and what the outcome was. So you're talking about in terms of like moon phases or maybe time of year or night or day or etc. Right. Yeah. And I think this is, this is, I often fall short here and wish that I kept better notes. Um, so to identify like when you did a particular spell and then the outcome, because sometimes my memory isn't always so great and I forget, and it would be like, right, what happened then? And it's, that's becomes this kind of personal journal or diary where you can really um, see the evolution of your magic and the impact that your magic has had in your life. Absolutely. And then, of course, uh, you know, rituals, not the same as spells, of course, but, you know, they should also be included. Um, They may have different desires and outcomes, you know, like you had for the spells. And these can include things like, you know, casting a circle, abundance rituals, any kind of ritual that you um, that you have. And this is a nice thing to include in your book of shadows also. Yeah. So great list that you set up there, Carla, of how to, you know, get your feet wet into your own boss, B-O-S, Book of Shadows. Um, But guess what? This stuff is in popular culture as well. Um, For example, Charmed had a Book of Shadows, which contains spells and arcane law and has a supernatural ability to defend itself from harm. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually seem to remember that. I watched Charmed a long time ago. (laughs) It feels like... (laughs) Uh, the Blair Witch Project sequel, which I know I've said on this podcast, I've never watched the first one or the sequel because it's, I, I leave all the horror to Leah, <laughs> but apparently Blair Witch 2 was called Book of Shadows and featured a Wiccan character, but they actually didn't even mention the Book of Shadows in the film. Do you remember that? I know that at one point, like ages ago, I probably watched it and you are probably correct on your research here. So that's, that's kind of weird. <laughs> it sounded good in the title but didn't make it to the actual script they're like ah this is only five minutes of film let's cut it out but but it's the title no one's gonna notice (laughs) someone fucking noticed (laughs) there's also the japanese horror adventure game corpse party book of shadows which deals with the um i can't even say this word (laughs) eponymous (laughs) eponymous eponymous book during its final chapter do you know this Corpse Party Book of nope. Shadows, this Japanese horror adventure game? Never heard of it, but it sounds like something that I should be looking into. So I, I th- th- yeah, thanks for I that. Agree. And then just to wrap it up, um, in the fifth edition, not the first, fourth, the second, third, or fourth, but the fifth <laughs> edition of Dungeons and Dragons, members of the Warlock class can gain a Book of Shadow, which enables them to learn extra spells and rituals, regardless of whether or not such magic is ordinarily accessible through 
the warlock class. I think making the so. statement is going to make some people want to fucking fight us. So <laughs> that seems very specific. Please don't come after us. Um, Carla can maybe tell you what website she found this on. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> In part. <laughs> Just the last bit. <laughs> so I want to ask you, Carla, like, what is, what's your setup for a book of shadows or a grimoire and how do you utilize it in your life? So like I said, I, I'm like a random piece of paper kind of girl. Um, so I, <clears throat> yeah, I will write things down and then I, I have a binder just like you and I put things in there. Um, and it is, it, it's, it's amazing how that has grown over the years and become something that actually really becomes fun to, to look through because there's things that I haven't done in a really, really long time oh, yeah. that will flip through it. And then it's like, oh, right. That's super, super amazing. I do wish it kind of looked, you know, I have in my mind how, you know, a book of shadows or a grimoire is like this kind of like a Harry Potter style book with, you know, the leather uh, binding and, you know, the the weathered pages and everything like that. It doesn't look like that, but I feel like the energy of it is, um, is just as powerful as something that, you know, maybe has a, an appearance of more magical. It's very magical, even just in the format that it's in. That's awesome. I do have books that look like that. And I've always wanted to transcribe my current one or the lifelong one that I've had into it because it just looks like it should be long in there, but I'm just such a lazy piece of shit. Some sometimes that I just can't be bothered because like, my book of shadows came when the internet first happened. And as I've told in previous episodes, I read a book about witchcraft and I was like, holy shit, I've got to get in on this. And I started with a tiny little um, kind of like a notebook that had three hole punches that I could put into a binder that was handwritten. And that was based off of what I could find in the library. But then the internet came along and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to look up magic stuff. And it's quite funny because... <laughs> <laughs> some of the pages are hole punched. Yes. But it wasn't back in the day. Like there wasn't like whole, I had to cut some of the pages out and they're cut in like funny shapes and just like even titles, just the title cut out and then glued onto these pages that are in my book of shadows. And it's kind of a miss, uh, like a mass, um, a mashup of like, modern, not so modern anymore. And, um, you know, handwritten stuff. So it's pretty neat because some of that yeah, dates back it. to when I was like 14 or 15 years old and I'm 43 now. And I like, I don't use it all the time, but like I mentioned previously, if I need to reference something specific, like a color, an herb or something like that, I will pull that baby out and take a look at it. That's great. That's great. And then just imagine, you know, when you get towards the end of your life, this volume of knowledge that you're going to have, that's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. That's going to go towards the children I never had. <laughs> that's probably going to get thrown in the furnace and burnt with me. I actually really like that. I'll make it part of my will. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty amazing. You will not have my secrets world. I am too powerful. <laughs> Anyways, guess what? Our next episode, we are celebrating 50, 50 episodes with the show. And our topic is going to be your sexual personality. Well, we already know I'm a pervert. What about you? <laughs> Semi. <laughs> As Semi always, pervert. 
just want to oh, sign boy. off when it's just down the dirty rabbit hole. Any opportunity we get around here. It's going to be exciting, though. Our 50th episode. We can't wait to get that out to you guys. As always, I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique radical sex witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.